Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. My name is Avid Khan, and I talk about bootstrapping, entrepreneurship, and building in public. This episode is called Should Freelancers Offer Free Trials? <laughs> but first, a word from our sponsor. Microacquire is the number one startup acquisition marketplace, and it is simply the most efficient way to sell a startup when you're ready to make your next move. And typically, as a first-time founder, you will have no idea what you're getting yourself into when you're going through an acquisition. Certainly was the case for me. And Microacquire wants to change that and empower founders when they're speaking with buyers and then really help streamline the process of getting acquired for the maximum price without any headaches. And that stuff takes work, so it's good to have help. The traditional routes of selling a business can be confusing and sometimes very challenging. The goal at Microacquire is to eliminate that by building innovative tools for buyers and sellers that allow for an easy, trusted, and transparent acquisition process. And to date, Microacquire has helped hundreds of startups successfully get acquired, and they have facilitated hundreds of millions in close deal volume. Their platform includes a robust community of over 100,000 buyers. That's a lot of potential. And they have thousands of startups currently listed, ranging from $5,000 to $25 million or more in asking price. Founders get free instant access by creating a profile on Microacquire while staying totally anonymous. So if you're thinking about selling a startup, you might want to check out Microacquire. Go to microacquire.com to learn more. And now let's get started. Recently, I have gotten a lot of offers from freelancers and consultants to do some work for me for free. And in an ideal world, we would offer our services to a prospect and then they'd gladly pay for them, but the reality is quite different. Many freelancers have a hard time finding clients and some have come up with a way of making that easier. The idea here is very simple. They help me out for a few days. I get to see their work, and then they ask for compensation for future assistance. It's pretty much the seven-day free trial version, but for freelancers. And this approach comes with several advantages. The freelancer gets to build a portfolio without needing to negotiate contracts. That's a pretty big one because that's complicated. Then the freelancer forges connections with interesting people, supposedly, and they can share their approach in public and attract more prospects. But there are several risks involved with offering work for free as well. And I want to talk about that too. Free work is unpaid work. And even if you eventually get hired, you're still not paid. And you'll have to work with less than a contract-based freelancers who would have access to more things. Most people don't value free products and services much. And you might not get honest feedback when the client has no skin in the game. So is it a smart move to offer temporary work for free? Let's dive into this today and talk about the pros and the cons. Now, in the world where millions of small-scale entrepreneurs offer their services, what makes you stand out the most is a portfolio that showcases all your skills. And particularly when you're just starting, having quit your day job or trying to make headway in a new industry, this often feels like a chicken and egg situation. You need a portfolio to find clients, but to build a portfolio, you need clients already. And doing work for free short-circuits this conundrum. You just do the work without having to convince somebody to pay for it, and then you have something to show. 
And in the spirit of permissionless apprenticeship, you don't even need your client to agree to anything beforehand. I've had people send me their excellent work in DMs, designs or text fragments, social media strategies, which then later led to more long-term engagements between us. And for those freelancers, just creating the work left them with something they could share with other future prospects. At that point, you're effectively building a proof of your freelancing ambition and skill, a treasure trove of content and often reusable frameworks. Now, of course, doing all of this for free has the major and very obvious drawback of not making you any money. In the short term, this might make sense. It might feel okay because you're effectively spending your time marketing your services instead of spending money on advertisements or other marketing efforts. You pay with your time. And that's a perfectly reasonable approach if you actually end up with several clients after doing this for a while. But the risk here is that you burn your time on a service that people enjoy for free but are not willing to pay for once you ask for compensation. So remember, it's supposed to be a free trial of a service, not a free service. You will need to convert prospects into clients eventually. And one of the most important things to be adamant about is to have a highly limited time frame for your free trial. Depending on the kind of service and how quickly potential customers can see results, you need to set a limit that allows your prospect to evaluate your output and its impact and then not work for free a day longer. You can say, I have spent the week creating content for your social media presence now. Your growth is up 50% compared to before. Here's my contract. This is how it should go. I know this feels forceful and maybe even aggressive, but you will have to muster that courage at that point because otherwise people will gladly keep taking your work for free. Now, the fact that it's free and no strings attached, well, that makes it extremely interesting to just try out for anybody. And with that, you can get access to exciting people in your industry and in your field. It often just takes a few cold DMs on Twitter to get some initial interest. After all, most Twitter users get a lot of DMs in which someone asks something of them, but very few come with a freebie. You'll stand out just by not putting them in a situation where they have to say no to something that somebody else wants. It's effortless to say yes to free. And one phrase that always got me was, there are no strings attached. You can do with the work whatever you want. And after a few days, let's just revisit if this works for you. And if not, no problem. This is the highest performing sales pitch that you can employ, at least with me. Works every time. And it will get your foot in the door with people you want to work with. All the people that chose me as their permissionless mentor, well, they still have a great relationship with me. We often chat. If they need help, I help. And even when I decided not to use their service, I'm still there. And instead, I often suggest other prospects for them. I just introduced them to my peers who I consider a better fit. So it worked out. And this is classic relationship building. As a freelancer, you show that your clients can trust you and that trust is carried throughout the relationship network for you for free, essentially. But this kind of trust is limited. No contract means no security for either party. That's not as much a problem for the freelancer who already knows that there's a good chance this work will never be compensated for. But the prospective client has a whole other level of risk to deal with. And that's their personal information. Here's my rule. I won't hand over any credentials to anyone I don't have a legally binding contract with. 
It matters less if that's a written one or digital or just a handshake agreement. doesn't matter. But if there's no trace of a promise and its scope codified into words, I won't even allow a freelancer into my operations. This is my source of income, my wealth building. That's my life. I won't invite a person into this without first vetting them and having them agree to my provisions. And knowing this, you have a few options. First, you could just deal with it and make use of the information you get. If you're helping somebody build a Twitter audience, you might not be able to tweet on their behalf, you might not be able to log into their account, but you can draft their tweets for them in a Google Doc or an Ocean document. That's good enough sometimes. Alternatively, you can craft a contract that spells out your work and its limitations, and your prospect will actually consider this as a professional approach to a professional relationship. And this projects confidence. It won't be enough to say, oh, it'll be fine, I promise. Trust is slowly built and quickly lost. So offer ways for that trust to grow by being preemptive about it. Concerns and reservations can be taken care of in a contract that you present. And the more you do this, the more people will start noticing. And if you make a point of documenting your journey in public, you can create a very interesting funnel there. Many creators want to help and empower their peers. And if you ask your prospect, if you can talk about your trial relationship in public, what you're doing and how you're helping, what you're helping them with and how you approach it, you will find that some potential clients, a few maybe, but some won't mind that. And that's the social media win-win situation. So build your brand in public, share your outreach strategies, your thoughts around trial length and your pricing and who you'd love to work with. Who knows? This might manifest the very relationship that you seek to eventually establish. Just work in public and you will see opportunities come your way. Don't hide away, but beware. Free is not always going to work in your favor, both in your permissionless trial work and in its public communication, because this has to do with the concept of perceived value. If you tell someone that the wine that they're drinking is very expensive, it will taste better, regardless of the actual quality of the wine. And the inverse of that is also true. When something is exceptionally cheap, or free, we consider it to be of lower quality. And that makes working for free a risky business. Not only do you not make any money, but the perception of the resulting quality might be drastically lower than what people would have thought it would be if they paid for it in the first place. And this leads to a challenging decision that you need to make. When do you communicate what your service costs after the trial period is over? In my experience, I had people do great work for, but then ask for incredibly high fees at the end, after the fact. And had I known what to expect from the compensation, I would have evaluated the service that they rendered differently. And this is a potential breaking point. Trust erosion happens quickly here, when assumptions that were uncommunicated turn out to be completely wrong. So communicate your expected range of compensation early, Best before you present your work, so people have a chance to figure out how good it is, but early enough for the price to put expectations into context. It's critical to do this right, eventually. Depending on what you offer, you need to experiment with perfect timing. What matters most is that your prospect always understands that your free work is a little taste. Uh, this is what it's going to be like for a professional and well-compensated relationship later down the road. Set these expectations. I believe the pros slightly outweigh the cons for giving your prospects a free trial of your freelance service, but it comes with a few limitations. Clear pricing, number one, needs to come up front. Leaving this to the end just erodes a precious connection with a potential client and can only lead to confusion. And you have to be okay with clients that don't convert. There's no guarantee anyone will book you, no matter how good your work is. 
budgets are usually exhausted the moment people make them. So you will have to churn through a few losses to take a win. And if you do that, if you work for free for months and months and it doesn't convert, you need to stop. Pivot to something else or adapt your offering, but stop for a bit. At this moment, you have to talk to those who said no and find out where their expectations were disappointed. The point of this trial approach is to market your services so you will eventually get paid. More than that, you want to do this so you'll never have to do it again. Because once you build credibility and a reputation among your initial clients, word of mouth will allow you to skip the free work and get paid right from the start with new prospects. A free trial is a trust-building exercise, whether a freelancer or a SaaS business uses it. So use it as such. Build trust. Build a portfolio, build it in public, and increase your opportunity surface by doing it for free, and then get paid. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Boots of Founder podcast here today. You can find me on Twitter at Arvid Kahl, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L, and you'll find my books, Zero to Sold and The Embedded Entrepreneur, and my Twitter course, find your following there as well. If you want to support me and the Boots of Founder podcast, please leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com founder. Thank you very much for listening today and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.